One essential habit is to work well with your current leader. Foster a cooperative and respective relationship by being open, communicative, and supportive. Remember that being a good follower is often a stepping stone to becoming a great leader. And I learned that. Yes, I learned that. And I started to do that way before I started taking leadership roles. I learned that. I learned, you know, how supportive I am with the, whoever is leading me is very, very important for their own confidence, number one. For the result I get for the things I learn on the job is very, very important. Moreover, flexibility and adaptability are key qualities for a successful leader. Yes, I know that as well. And I'm learning. Hey, hey, people, it's your girl Esther Ray, and this is not for my village people. I think perspective is actually a gift. It's a gift to have a different perspective to the other person you are having conversations with, and it just makes it all interesting, isn't it? So on this platform, we're going to share personal stories. Be open-minded, listen in, pick what you can pick from it, do you understand? on different topics because we're going to be talking about different topics from friendship to marriages to life happenings to growing up to backgrounds to careers to businesses so different people will be coming on this platform and i'm looking forward to sharing my perspectives my stories and exciting information just for you to learn from it it won't be new things that you've not heard before but i'm hoping this platform will serve as a kind of a reminder for you to connect back to that that you need to connect to once again it's not for my village people guys thank you hey hey it's your girl Esther A, and this is another episode of not for my village people oh my goodness the fact that i'm even and i made it yet tonight to do this recording is surprising to me because i recorded an episode last week i know nothing heard last week but i recorded i sat behind my blue yeti microphone it was a day to rant and i gave it my all i remember before sitting behind my blue yeti microphone i was just on a family call with my mom and siblings and i mentioned i was going to rant behind my blue yeti microphone and my mom went on and said oh but you know not everything needs to be out there yada 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 and then I came here and I recorded a version of what, you know, mommy said, don't tell it all, right? I finished recording this 20 minutes long podcast only for me to try and play it back before, you know, I sent it off for editing and I realized nothing was coming up. I thought, nah, it can't be right. No, nah, nah, it's a purpose. It's not possible. It can't, it can't be. It just can't be. I sat here behind my blue Yeti microphone to do the do and get it out there. And then I, I played, I forwarded it, I moved it back, increased the volume, in, did this, did that, nothing. Obviously, you know, now that I'm doing this and I'm behind this Blue Yeti microphone again, I have stopped it and then tried to play just to make sure my voice is coming out on the other end of it because I sort of convinced myself after recording and couldn't hear my voice come out of that Blue Yeti microphone that, yeah, village people, obviously, but... I thought, you know what, mama did say, don't tell it all. But then, so, do you know what? I'm like, I am due a record. I need to record something and put it out there, right? And there have been a lot of things that I can talk about. Actually, there's a lot to talk about. But today, I'm going to talk about what I intended to record last week because I was just chilling. The kids are in bed now. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, it's time for me to 
eat the covers as well, right? Sleep and prepare for tomorrow. But then I scrolled on the street of Instagram and this thing that I intended to record last week came up again. Leadership and the Gen Zs. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Anyways, my last episode, yeah, right? I remember talking about, yeah, how it's been very, it's been a lot. It's been just a lot, a lot, a lot. Getting back to work after this maternity leave, after this almighty maternity leave. And it's a lot of getting used to because I joined a new company. Yeah, obviously. Oh, tell me about it. So I have actually been thinking like, oh, no, maybe it was just not meant to be. Don't record this episode, you know. It's a new company and everything, whatever the case may be. But I'm going to do this anyways because I, after all, my flat boy yeah. I was on the street of social media tonight and the topic was there again, working with Gen Z's and just working generally. As you all know, I'm a career coach and I don't know, apart from being a career coach, I just have a level of, you know, there's this work ethic. There's this, you know, it comes with, I am a big believer in whatever is what doing at all is what doing properly. In the past couple of weeks, I must tell you all, like, now, nah, your girl been struggling. I have been struggling in this world of leadership. And I was first to go on Instagram to do some kind of, you know, that professional kind of rant. So I did a rant on Instagram the other day. It's been a while now. Looking at it now, it said I did it a couple of weeks ago, right? So I'm going to read it out. I addressed it based on some of the feelings of what I've been experiencing since I went back to work, yeah? Dear leadership aspirants, looking at things from your side of the table might give you the impression that it's all better and easier. However, the reality might be different once you step into those shoes. Just for those, you know, either Gen Zs or whatever generation that you're in or you're from, and you are always on the other side of the leadership table. Now, I used to be that person as well, where, you know, I've got people I'm reporting to, and I'm always, it's always very, it's easy for you to see someone in a position and believe, oh, I can definitely do better than that. And that's good, good for you. I probably will be not be where I am right now. If not, I never thought about that, that, oh, maybe, oh, I love that position as well. Maybe I could do, I could do a little bit more than that person. <laughs> I'm saying a little bit more now, but you know, I remember, you know, when I was young, I used to be maybe somewhat cocky. I don't think I reflected it though to my superiors that, you know, well, what you're doing is BS. I can do better than you do it. But lately, yeah, I don't know. I just don't get it. I do not understand. So I'm like, you know what, just in case, as you all know, I always say, my podcast is a reminder. It's not like you don't know it, but I'm telling it the way it is. So it's essential to be aware the leadership comes with its challenges. It's not all rosy, rosy, rot, whatever, whatever the case may be. You know, it might be good for the bank accounts. In some instances, the other day I was coaching a client that was looking to go into project management and I love to do show and tells. I love to, my coaching sessions to be as realistic as possible. So we went on the streets of, you know, of Indeed. And we typed project management. So we're talking about pay and, you know, pay grade. What are you looking for? What are you looking to be paid? Yeah. And then we did a filter thing. 
and project management roles. Now, it's how you sell yourself when it comes to pay. Now that I'm not doing that coaching stuff tonight. I'm going to talking about leadership. But we went on there and we did project management and you can find project management roles paying £25,000. You can also find project management roles paying £250,000. Yes, I said it. Uh-huh. Yes, it is possible. But yeah. What kind of project management are you at the end of the day? So when we talk about leadership and maybe it's good to the bank account, but it's not all that sweet sugar pastries and all those lovely, you know, whatever you think it is, it is not. So it's essential to be aware that leadership comes with its challenges. To be an effective leader, it is crucial to start building good habits now. Yes. So if you're thinking, oh yeah, when I get there, I will pick up the habits. No, what you're doing now as a non-leader is what you're going to do, unfortunately, as a leader. Yeah, yeah, sorry, but yeah, it is what it is. Whatever you've got now, you come on Monday and then on Tuesday by 12 noon, you got to run errand because you're working remotely and yeah, you got whatever and you don't come back to work until 5 p.m. because you want to do it later in the day good for you. We talk about flexibility, right? It's all over the streets of LinkedIn. By the way, who are those people? I've been, I've been trying to scratch myself and hold my tongue from saying this, but please, why are people trying to make LinkedIn Instagram? It's not Instagram. It's LinkedIn. It's the professional platform for a reason. Please, let's keep it to that. Do you know, all those other whatever you're doing in your private life, you please let, let's drop them on the streets of Instagram and Facebook treads. Now you've got TikTok, you've got Twitter, do all of those things there. Keep LinkedIn professional, please. People like, I don't understand. I go on the streets of LinkedIn now and I'm like, what's happening here? People just, oh, anyways, whatever that is, I will never get it. Let's go back to this letter I wrote to aspiring leaders on LinkedIn. To be an effective leader, it is crucial to start building good habits now, especially in your current position. So yes, one essential habit is to work well with your current leader. Very important. Very, very important because it's round. It's a circle. <laughs> you think you're going to get away with it? You know, you think you're going to get away with all those bad habits? You know, maybe some of the things I am getting now, maybe those are some of the things I did to some of the leaders that led me in time past. But if it is, I am begging for forgiveness for everyone that has led me at one point or the other that I just maltreated. And remembering now, I think those jobs I had as a student were... I just needed a job for the summer because I was always traveling during summer holiday and I just needed to make that money that very first couple of weeks. You know, that two week hustle. What you do at the beginning of summer and then I get this job, I obviously go to the interview, be a good girl and tell them I'm going to be there throughout the summer. But I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So maybe it's payback now, but please, please. I think I, I paid some level of dues. I am sorry. I am sorry. When I was a student, you know, taking those student jobs, I never even resigned. When I know I've got all, you know, that right amount I need to travel to Manchester back in the day or to go to Highland back in the day, I'm out of there. I don't even tell anybody I'm gone. And I just leave them stand. Now I understand what it means. And I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart. I am really sorry. I'm really sorry. So now going on. One essential habit is to work well with your current leader. Foster a cooperative and respective relationship by being open, communicative, and supportive. 
remember that being a good follower is often a stepping stone to becoming a great leader. And I learned that. Yes, I learned that. And I started to do that way before I started taking leadership roles. I learned that. I learned, you know, how supportive I am with the, whoever is leading me is very, very important for their own confidence, number one. For the result I get for the things I learn on the job is very, very important. Moreover, flexibility and adaptability are key qualities for a successful leader. Yes, I know that as well. And I'm learning because like one of my mentors will say, everybody will not think like you. Everybody don't work like you. Everybody is not crazy like me. Get out of bed at 5 a.m. And, and I'm not expecting that either. But the nine to five, that nine to five, you want to be there. Please just do your job. And if you've been corrected of one mistake or error, because I do not understand how you are a, so for example, you're a project coordinator and you know your Excel skills is nothing, non-existent, but you're going to be working a lot with Excel data, cleaning it, you know, pulling up report from it, but you know, you don't know how to do it. Please, after the nine to five on that particular day, after making the life of your of whoever is leading you miserable, please go on YouTube. God bless YouTubers. I say it all the time. God bless YouTubers because YouTubers are just amazing people. I don't know if they get paid for it. They probably do, but I know that's not the funds that is putting food on their table. And if it is, congratulations to them. But they record all these things. We go on there. It's free. I know it's not free, free because you go have internet before you can watch any videos on YouTube, right? But there are videos that are recorded and bytes. And some, even the longer version, if that's what you need, go and watch those things. Is it data validation you want to know how to do? Please type it in and learn your data validation skills. Whatever it is that you, is it just putting filters? It's, it's, it's some, oh my goodness. I don't understand how you are a project coordinator, project administrator, potentially even maybe a junior project manager, administrator at any level. And you do not know how to put filter on a spreadsheet. Nay, nee, I don't get it. But it's okay because we don't know it all, right? I have a lot of things that I'm still learning. I have a lot of doors that I'm still looking to open that I don't have the keys to. And I'm looking to find where those keys are eating so I can access those rooms. The keys will not just fall in my hands. Now, I know you're listening to this and you're a good Christian. You're a prayerful Muslim. You are a believer. You are what whatever you are. And, you know, God can just easily drop it in your hands because we know there is grace. There is mercy. There is all of this thing. His grace is sufficient for us. Yes, I know. His grace is sufficient for me as well. But sisters, misters, wake up. Wakey, wakey time to get serious and be realistic get learning you don't know it the first time you've been corrected about it you don't know it like i tell my clients you know those especially most of the time those that are transitioning from one career to the other it's normal for you to go to a job to start a job that new job you've never done it before but yet you're transitioning right you're moving from one industry into another industry you will go to meetings and whatever you're talking about will sound like chinese to you get your pen and paper all the time and be there with it so you're writing down they talk about a particular they use a particular vocabulary or you know acronyms you don't know what it is write it down if you think you're gonna feel you're gonna look stupid asking people that you're working with those questions Hopefully you have a mentor, a potential coach that coached you into that industry. 
please go back to them or go on Google. Uncle Google will still deliver and YouTube accessible. LinkedIn Learning, I know you got to pay for it, but the first 28 days is free. Udemy, still there doing these miracles since Y2K. So please, sisters, misters. Now, let's finish reading this letter. When making suggestions or proposing ideas, maintain a positive demeanor. Positivity can inspire and motivate your team, leading to more successful outcomes. Yes, you know, you, you know you're talking to Miss Positive, right? You know? I am coming to, you know, that place and I'm just on Monday morning, like dropping it, drop the journey, drop, drop it, drop the quotable quotes. We've not even done it today, but we're going to do, we're going to get there in a minute. Drop it, drop it. Just be positive as a leader. You try, but then you get all this attitude. I don't know. You don't even, do, you're not even doing what you're, what you're paid to do, right? You've got attitude because you are Gen Z. And Positivity can inspire and motivate your team, leading to more successful outcomes. Ensure that you back your suggestions with well-thought-out reasons and data. This will show that you're capable of making informed decisions and will earn you the respect and trust of your peers. Remember, sometimes things may appear straightforward, but true leadership requires dedication, hard work, and the ability to navigate complex situations with grace and composure. Keep these principles in mind as you pursue your leadership aspirations. And I said, best of luck on your journey to becoming a great leader. Sisters, misters, if becoming a leader is one of your goals, now it's not every, it's not for everybody. No, I know they say leaders are not born or the leaders are born, they're not made or whatever that quote is. But please, if because you want to become a leader, if you know you want to become a leader, you knowing you want to become a leader and working towards it doesn't mean you should belittle or look down on your current leader. You get to that position and you see how easy it is. It's very easy for you to look at something from outside the actual box and think, oh, you know what? I can smash it. I can do it right. Remember when you look at yourself in the mirror, you can only actually see the front of you and potentially maybe the left and right of you, but you can't see your back. Just remember that whenever you're doing your, you know, Miss Pant, Miss Smart Pant or whatever they call it, right? Miss Mr. Smart Pant. But people outside, people, whoever is standing next to you can see you 360 degree, right? So put yourself in that leader's shoes. People listen to, you're listening to this now, you know, some of my village people say, oh yeah, well, I'm going through challenges. Yes, I am going through challenges. It's tough time. It's hard work right now. I'm getting used to everything going on right now. It's a new level. It's a different department. It's, it's everything is different about it. But I'm just like, where did we put our work ethic? Where is it? Where has it gone to? Because we work from home now, everybody just behaving however they please, whatever they like, do whatever you like. Because you were awarded or given, assigned, allocated a difficult task the day before, now, the day after, despite then you know that, oh, now it's priority, there is a deadline for it, and then you don't turn up the next, the next day is when you actually fall sick. It's unfortunate because you're just ruining it for other people. Now, I was what I was reading that prompted me from saying, you know what, I'm going to come and record this tonight, was I was on the street of social, I couldn't find it anymore, I wish I could find it. And then, you know, a lot of leaders are actually complaining about Gen Z. They're talking about, any, you know, and those from anywhere from 1997 and now, but you can't talk to them. You're mentally destroying them. 
you are stepping on toes and the way they respond, the way they talk to you, the way the, it's just, and they, they're always falling sick. They don't feel well. They can't log in today. And yet it's a process, right? To let people go. But those that can let them go, they're letting them go. But you're ruining it for others because now people are waiting for people to be a certain age before they can give them some certain responsibilities just because you've gone there to use your village people's attitude to ruin it for someone that is actually ready and willing to do the work. Now, I know on Friday you went out all night and maybe you partied on Sunday as well. Yeah, but then not on Monday morning you should be off and sick. Sisters, misters, please, please. Do you know what? When Adverta put out there to employ people, we don't just do it because we want to pay you. We just want someone to occupy that position so at the end of the month, we still put money out, right? We still come out of pocket. Remember, people own those businesses. The way I've always looked at life, including rental property and all of that stuff. If you don't treat other people's things well, you will get to a point in your life where you would want those things for yourself. And when you get them for yourself, what you've done in time past will come back and haunt you. Yeah, someone is listening and thinking, oh, does it mean it was the things that you did in time past that is haunting you now? Yeah, maybe. But trust me, I have also come to the realization of it a lot sooner in my life. And now I can talk about it. When I'm talking about student jobs that I did back in the day, I'm talking about when I was 17, 16, 17, 18, not in my 20s. No, I actually, I needed money all the time. Anyways, I, I've said it several times. I was suffering a lot. I needed money to pay my bills. I needed to pay my rent. I needed to eat. I needed, I needed to pay my school fees. Yeah. Undergrad in Belgium, they don't pay, nobody, student loan. I couldn't even, what, what record do I have to get student loan? I remember then we, you know, you probably need to put an adult's name or your parents' name. I didn't have parents to put on any form. So I will get the 3,000. Then I used to call it miserable 3,000, but I even need someone to give me 3,000 today. <laughs> Sisters, mister, honestly, if you're listening to this and you have 3,000 somewhere, just send it to me. <laughs> but yeah, I used to call it like, because 3,000 wasn't anything for what I was facing for one school year, let alone three years. And then remember I mentioned I went back to school to do a second degree as well. I wish I didn't. I'm glad I did. But, you know, if I know what I know now, probably never have gone back because I thought that was what I needed to do. But if I know, do you know all the routes that we do now with all the certifications, get a coach and do whatever, I probably never have gone to spend all. So I was working. I remember when I was studying nursing, my first degree is in nursing. I would go, when you do placement, those that, if you're a nurse and you're listening to it, you, you probably understand what I'm talking about. Eight hours, when you're on placement, you're, you're working eight hours, just like every regular person is working. Like you're doing your 40 hours a week. Yeah. I was required to do that, but mine was not 40 hours. Mine was 80 hours because I had to work actual job where they pay me actual good money so I could fund my life, my actual life, my not fund my social life, fund my actual life, pay my rent, pay the money for buses, you know, the, the monthly pass, bus pass that I needed to use, put food on my table and all of those things. So by the time I was in my 20s, if you were born in 1997, 2007, 2017, yeah. So you are over 20 now. By the time I was 20, there was not an option. What am I even talking about? 20. 
I left my, you know, I left the facility where I was placed for me to gain knowledge on how to live as an adult from the age of 18. I left there at exactly 18 years. I was looking forward to living there. So yeah, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like they, they were like, oh, you're 18 now, get out of here. No, I turned 18. And in the process, the days and weeks running to 18, you're already searching for the apartment because you're looking forward to doing it. Until I got the shock of my life that adulthood was not actually as fun as they, you know, as it potentially looked but adulthood started way young for me anyways even though I was stupid in some of my early teen late teen years I couldn't be that stupid anymore by the time I turned 18 I racked up a lot of debt but I grew out of it and then I learned so by the time I was 20 I wasn't starting a job and not showing up I was potentially even begging them for more hours and they're telling me don't kill yourself little girl but you're ruining it for those that actually want the job, need the job. You're ruining it for them. Now we're talking about, you know, oh yeah, no, those young people, I don't want, I don't want them. I just don't want issues because this minute then they're calling you in a meeting. They want to have a conversation. You know, they ask me, please, please. Let's talk, look about this leadership. So, you know, we talk about adulthood scam. Yeah, adulthood is fraud and everything. Leadership is a big scam. Rough waters are truer tests of leadership. In calm water, every ship has a good captain. Yeah, I'm swimming in my own rough waters right now. And like I keep saying, uh, you know, I, I tell people, I'm like, yeah, it's not as fun. I, I never thought it was going to be fun because nobody grow in their comfort zone. Comfort zone is the fun space. Yes. So this is challenging. And I'm glad I'm going through it because I'm learning through it. It's like that face where you, you know, oh, you're, you're doing everything. You're planning, you're tealing, you're doing everything you can. And then, you know, you've now acquired the skills. It's like going to the gym. Yeah. And you, you're putting in, you're putting, you're sweating, you're putting on the work and nobody's saying it. Yeah. Lately, people have been saying, oh, you look good, girl. But nobody knows this journey that is looking good this year. I didn't get that much. That, I didn't get those compliments last year. But it's a two-year journey of dedication to this looking good journey. It's a two years sacrifice, pain, sweat, blood, like literally blood and tears. Yes, it's hard work. So nobody grow in their comfort zone. I feel like this is going to be another episode where I'm screaming. I feel like I'm too close to this Blue Yeti microphone today and I'm, and I'm very loud. Yeah, so leadership. Outstanding leaders go out of their way to boost the self-esteem of their personnel. If people believe in themselves, it's amazing what they can accomplish. Yes. And when you continue to do that, you know, you do that, you know, you're boosting your self-esteem. But yeah, just disappointing, just breaking your hearts. I'm like, well, we do. Or maybe there are jobs out there where you don't have to do nothing and the money just get paid in your bank account. I'm probably in the wrong industry or in the wrong role or the wrong ambitions because I don't get it. If you want to be paid for something, you at least want to put in the work. Now, this last month, the coaching sessions I've been doing, no, girl has been, I've been looking crazy on those calls because work has been working me. Work, my day job, my nine to five has been working me. So 
by the time I get, even though I start the day, I've been trying this whole month because I really wanted to get out of the pajamas, out of the maternity funk and all that stuff, right? So I've been trying since I started, went back to work. I will get up in the morning, even if it is five minutes in the shower, I still do that shower. I do it. I do it. I think the husband is even loving it because I do it and then I get out, I style my week, I do my makeup just to look good in front of it. But then by the time I finish and get back to my five to nine, Jesus Christ, I'm looking at all a mess. Just the other day I was coaching someone and I kept looking at myself on the video. I'm like, this video is not even helping, but I like to connect when I'm coaching. So I like to be on video, but I look a whole lot of mess. Now, Making money shouldn't be, doesn't really have to be hard work, but there should be days that you put in effort. If you're not looking to put in effort every day, right? I just find it very, I find it very weird being in a professional environment. Not at my restaurant job where I was waiting on people or when I was cleaning, working as a cleaner, or maybe when I was working as an healthcare assistant, I find it weird in this level of profession that I'm in now, where I'm having to teach people how to filter on a spreadsheet. And when the filter disappear, how nobody knows where to get that drop down back on it. I don't understand it. Or how to pull a regular report together. I'm just dealing with a lot. Sisters, misters, I'm dealing with a lot right now. But this is just me like serving a reminder to someone out there or anybody. You're new at that job. Fine. Fantastic. Now, I do not know it all. No, I don't. I don't. I have never claimed at any point. Not when I'm speaking to 10 people, one person, 100 people, 200 people. Not when I'm speaking to anybody have I said I know it all. I don't know it all. And right now I'm doing this behind this blue yeti microphone. I do not know it all. And I have a lot to still learn. But when I realize it's something I have to use daily, I don't wait to be told every day daily how to do it. After I'm told about it, I put in effort to also learn and get to the next level of it. Outside of the nine to five. Yes, I know it's a nine to five. Five o'clock, pa, 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 everybody's out there. You know, I'm out of here. Because I'm, I don't own the company after all. It's not my father's business. So what do I have to care? Hmm. Danger, dangerous. That mindset, to me, it's poverty mindset. Yes, yeah. The existence of a job position is longer than your life on earth. I know that. I'm not asking you to wake and sleep at work in front of your laptop. That's not what I'm asking. But you know why why you were employed? You went to that interview and you said all of those things, amazing things, how you're going to jump from the sky down and you're going to run and, you know, and I'm probably talking to myself right now as well, but hopefully seven as a reminder, what is what doing at all is what doing properly. You've been given that opportunity. Don't ruin it for other people. Where you are right now, the position you are right now, you won't be there, you know, hopefully you're not there forever and ever. But someone else would want that opportunity at some point. Don't because of how you've treated it, ruin the opportunity for someone else. One of the most important kind of leadership skills, if you make decisions that everybody likes all the time, 
then those are the decisions that they would make without you. So when I say, I love that, yeah, it's challenging and I'm not in my comfort zone because now I know I'm growing. Yeah, correct. I don't have a lot of fans at work. So what that simply means is that you're not actually adding any value. It's wrong. It's deceptive for you to go to those interviews that there are people, I speak to job seekers every day. There are people out there that actually really deserve those jobs. But you get it. And then you treat it like crap. And you mistreat it. You maltreat that job. Shame on you. Shame on you. And you're the village people in another person's story. Because if you never wanted that job, no reason you should have gone for that interview. And yes, I know. Some companies are village people themselves and the way they treat you, they don't even deserve an atom of your kindness or your goodness or you delivering at the job. Then move, sisters, mister. You're not a tree. If it's not serving, you move. If you've heard me what I've said a couple times today now, it's challenging. You know, I am not everybody's fan at work right now, but... I know because it's not my comfort zone, what it means is I'm growing. By the time I leave this company, when I leave this company, oof, I will know if my leadership skills was 10% or 5% or 2%. Yeah, I would have grown higher than that. And that to me, satisfaction. Leaders are made, they are not born. Yes, from all the experiences, all the nightmares. From all the art you don't want to break and the ass kissing you have to do. You know what? Let's just move on from that. Good leadership is always human. It takes time and energy. It is hard. It is hard work, which is why good leadership is so special when we find it. I'm hoping for those of you going through workplace challenges right now because you don't have a good leader, I pray you find that space where you can, you know, pull out of it and. And just look at it in a way where you're learning what you don't want to be as a leader. And for those of you that have the job and you know sincerely in your heart, you're not doing what you're expected to do, what you were employed to do. Hopefully this serves as a reminder because life has its way of calling for every action and attitude that we give to it. It calls it back. That's what we call karma. Yeah, karma. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to say, but we report we saw. <laughs> yep. And I'm saying it now and I'm thinking, oh my God. Lately, or for a couple years now, especially when I've just joined a new company, I miss and psychologically, mentally, spiritually, if I can spiritually connect to those managers, I made miserable, you know, it's like showing up for work. You've planned for seven waiters and six showed up and the seventh one never even turned up. So you could never, there was no way you would have been able to replace them or find someone to take their position. Yeah. I am sorry to those leaders that I put in that position. I am so sorry because yeah, I've been understanding it for a while now and I'm thinking, gosh, Goodness me, I am sorry. 
example, if you're a Gen Z and you're listening to this now, or you are in a position where you're not a leader yet, hopefully this serves as a reminder because, yeah, leadership, it's not as easy as you think. No matter how you're looking at it from one angle, yes, you're intelligent, you're smart, you're everything. Oh yeah, I wish you all the best on your journey to leadership or as a leader and yeah, those that are aspiring to become one. It's another episode of Not For My Village People. I'm hoping this airs tomorrow or on Friday when I upload it because it's a late recording. But yeah, hopefully I've made some type of sense, like a little type of sense and I've just not been a proper hater on this episode. Please don't forget to share, like, follow us as well. Rate us on all the platforms that you're listening to, most especially Spotify. Please put this out there. Share with your friends. Share it and follow us on our social media platform as well. We're now on Instagram, now for my village people. This name is staying. Look at that, it's staying. Like every place I go to now these days, every conversation I'm having, it says every conversation I'm having with even my parents, my family members, they are responding with the slogan, oh yeah, you're the not for my village people in this situation. It started to become a thing. It, it was a thing before I know. I know I didn't invent it. But yeah, loving it. I'm liking it. Not for my village people, guys. Have a great day ahead whenever you're listening to this. Bye for now. <laughs>